T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. What uh, happens between being upset about a timeout being called and raising it to a point where it looked like you hit another coach in the face? What kind of happens in between to make that happen? Well, basically, uh, you know, I addressed with uh, the head coach that uh, I will remember that <laughs> because of that timeout. And uh, for someone to touch me, and I think that was very uncalled for for him to touch me as we were verbalizing and communicating with one another. So um, that's what ended up happening, and that's what escalated it. Yeah, I guess if you could, I guess, expand on that a little more. What, what no, I would not expand on it. I'll just share with you the story, what happened. Well, as far as touching, I mean, obviously, it's obvious touching with the handshake line. There, it must have been more than that. Oh, yeah, it was more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touching, touching me unnecessary wasn't, wasn't cause for that when we were talking. And at that, at that point, you know, I thought that was, you know, time to protect myself. That's how it sounded after the game the other day. Juwan Howard, Michigan basketball coach, as he addressed the media initially. Uh, not so contrite about how things went down, nor was Wisconsin basketball coach Greg Gard about what ensued after the game. And uh, as I referenced earlier in the show, since that time, Michigan basketball coach Juwan Howard has been suspended five games. That is the remainder of the regular season. That suspension coming in, you know, in conjunction, the Big Ten Conference in conjunction with the University of Michigan suspending Juwan Howard for the remainder of the season for his actions against uh, in the postgame handshake line with the Wisconsin Badgers. Greg Gard fined $10,000. Juwan Howard fined $40,000, biggest fine in Big Ten history. Players from both teams suspended for one game for what ensued after all that. But if you saw video and if you saw great up close and personal and crystal clear footage from what was going down there in the handshake line. It is likely you saw the footage that was gathered by Pablo Iglesias. He was there on the scene on the court at the Cole Center in Madison. Big win for the Badgers that turned into a big storyline that had nothing to do with the action on the court. Pablo Iglesias on the Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas hotline, home of the world's largest sports book. You can find him on Twitter at Pablo Iglesias TV. He's a sports reporter at WKOW in Madison. So first off, Pablo, I got to know. So you're there on the court. You're watching it all play out, man. Really appreciate you taking the time to sort of lay things out for us here. Just take us, you know, a little bit of inside baseball, if you will. What was the scene like from your perspective on the court? Yeah, Big Ant, first and foremost, thanks so much for having me on the show. I mean, just talking about everything. I mean, you basically what the two things in my mind were when that whole thing happened was I knew that there was some time on the clock, uh, obviously. So I made sure, because I'm on the baseline, just pop up a little bit, 
make sure I get in a good spot on the court to get some video of the handshake line. And I kind of saw Jawan Howard just walking around me, getting back into that line. And then I see Greg Card off to my right coming in too. So I'm like, okay, let me get some video of these two shaking hands. And all of a sudden, as everyone saw that video, that's when things erupted. And obviously from that standpoint too, just got to make sure you're still rolling. And in that same situation too, keep my head on the swivel because once you saw Greg Gard kind of make that initial contact, Jawan Howard wasn't having it. I, I even saw him too. And just his words were, I'll remember that ex- uh, expletive, should I say uh, that that's kind of went down and then he just kept saying it. Then they tried to talk it out and all of a sudden things just erupted from there before you knew it. That's when the scrum happened. And then everything again, just happened so fast. I distinctly remember seeing the players and coaches all of a sudden on the ground, they broke it up pretty quickly. And, and I even remember too, one of the Wisconsin players still wanting to keep the guys on the court, not to instigate anything. Most of the team was already gone from Michigan. They still wanted to go with their tradition, but it was still pretty heated. And honestly, one of the other sides of it too, as you saw in that video was Greg guard, I think just kind of staring down Jawan Howard and Jawan Howard and all of his assistants near the tunnel, just having that, I, I guess to kind of say it was, almost kind of like a Western uh, stare down for sure, where, where nobody wanted to give in. They were just looking at each other and, and eventually they just went their separate ways in that moment. And there was a, a lot of discussion of that, that initial exchange with, with Jawan Howard and Greg guard and what, what sort of, you know, the precursor to it was that uh, apparently that sort of final timeout that Greg guard takes to try and set his, to set his backups, to be able to break the pressure that Michigan still had them under at that point. You were already down there at court level. Did you have any sense of, of how upset Jawan Howard had gotten leading into the handshake? You know, to, to be perfectly honest, I actually didn't get to glance over, uh, even though where I shoot typically for the basketball games, I am on the Michigan side or the, the visitor side um, in all situations. I'll be honest, I actually did not, take a look at Jawan Howard's frustration. Obviously, some of us, um, my colleagues and I, are all kind of looking around, hey, why is this timeout being called? And then in the post game, when Greg Gard explained why he did it, that made sense. Um, in terms of what you're saying, though, I actually did not get to sense whether or not there was some frustration from Jawan Howard. So that whole moment in the handshake line, to be perfectly honest, caught me by surprise. And, you know, like I, like I just keep on saying, um, just – you know, made sure that I kept shooting when uh, when things were happening right in front of me. How how well could you discern what happened? Where you know, it's, it's one of those things where there, there's all these smaller moments of, of escalation. If you look at okay, seconds to go in the game, and Jawan Howard's initially upset based off the timeout, and then in the in the handshake line, Jawan Howard lowers the mask down like you shot, and he he tells Greg Gard, you know, he's going to remember that like you referenced, and then. At some point after they, you know, Greg Gard stops his stops Jawan Howard from walking away from blowing by him, and then they begin to exchange words, and then there's of course the assistant coach Joe Krabenhoff, where he comes in, and that's the one that Jawan Howard strikes in the face. Do you have much of a sense for what what Joe Krabenhoff ended up saying, doing? Like it certainly felt like he brought some additional physical pressure into the moment, but I'm wondering, was there something verbal you were able to catch or capture that upset Jawan Howard in, in an additional way? Yeah, honestly, to be, again, to be perfectly honest, I, I didn't even realize, cause again, everything just happened so fast. Um, I didn't even truly realize that Jawan Howard 
took a swing until I was back in the postgame room looking back at the uh, at the footage because, again, um, in that moment, obviously, I was honed in on shooting the video, but I also wanted to make sure that, as I said, keep that head on a swivel because you never know where things are going to take you. But, um, you know, I didn't get to catch exactly why it was Joel Krabenhoff or Joe Krabenhoff, excuse me, was um, Joe Krabenhoff was the target in that situation. All again, I just remember is just kind of hearing things just erupt. The crowd started booing. The student section got into it. And all of a sudden players were zipping in front of me. Uh, security guards were kind of going around me and I tried to make sure I just stayed stationary. So that way I didn't get in, in anyone's way. But yeah, I mean, again, just one thing happened after another and it all just happened so fast where I wasn't even able to pick up like what everybody was saying, even though I was that close, because just so much was happening so fast. Yeah, very, very chaotic moment. Uh, well over 5 million views, uh, 5.2 million at this point. The the video you shot has been viewed on your Twitter. We're continuing our discussion here with Pablo Iglesias uh, here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. And, you know, for folks who maybe don't, don't follow Badgers men's basketball as closely. I mean, Greg Gard is a, a coach who, you know, there there were some issues coming off of last season with it. He had the oldest team in collegiate basketball last year. He had a starting lineup that was older than the Chicago Bulls starting lineup last year, and they had a lot of comments about not necessarily feeling like, you know, Greg Gard had their backs last year and and things of that ilk. Just with their not feeling like there was a relationship with their coach and. Wisconsin in the midst of a season right now where they are in some ways overachieving. They are in the Big Ten title hunt. What are your observations just about where the, the Badgers program is at the moment? And if, you know, the, the fact that, you know, just seemingly everyone in the athletic department, Chris McIntosh, the athletic director, like everybody's kind of backing up Greg Gard right now. Is this a, a situation where the Badgers kind of feel galvanized in some different way than where they were in, in previous seasons under Gard? You know, it, it's interesting just, um, I mean, even from early on, because, I mean, this was a team that, that was slated to finish 10th in the Big Ten in preseason rankings, and they have really just, they have and they haven't uh, been focusing on that. I mean, they always love to tell us that we're not worried about rankings, but it, you can sense that from the beginning that there was an extra chip on the shoulder. There, this is a young team. You've got Chucky Hepburn, who is a fantastic freshman point guard, and, of course, you know, you've got the front runner, if if not one of the top guys for sure for National Player of the Year in Johnny Davis, who is just playing out of his mind. And Brad Davison, who has been a guy on this Wisconsin team, you don't know how a fifth-year senior is going to react to certain types of things. And, yes, Brad Davison kind of has his mo- has had his moments as a badger on the court. But, um, you know, he has really emerged as one of the big leaders uh, for this team. He's, I mean, in that post-game press conference too at the moment he had a full statement on behalf of the players supporting and just talking about how much they all love to be a part of the wisconsin badger basketball program how much they support the coaches and you know i I, and it's interesting too that you also bring up uh chris mcintosh into this because i mean this is this is a situation where this is probably his first big test as the wisconsin athletic director since he's taken over and i mean from what the from what it's been all over the place, you know, people are really impressed with the way he's handled it. And, and I'll be perfectly honest. Like I knew that it was a big deal. Obviously look, we knew that it was a big deal from the get go in the situation, but the fact that Greg guard was accompanied by Chris McIntosh right away. I mean, that, that was something crazy 
to see McIntosh come into the room. And again, you just kind of knew that that was a big situation to see the athletic director come in, have the opening statement and even kind of show a little bit that he mentioned, like, it's hard to keep my composure in this moment. But the fact that he was there, said some strong statements, reached out to the Big Ten and the Big Ten commissioner personally, it, it really shows a lot um, and, and what he's done. And also the fact that he is owning up to saying that this is a Wisconsin fine, not a Greg Gard fine, uh, as he quoted in his statement, and they're taking on the $10,000 fine that Gard was issued. I was struck, and I know there was some social media reaction as well to the statement that Chris McIntosh put out after the the Big Ten announced all the specifics of their fine, you know, fine for Greg Gard, the suspension for Jacoby Neath, who did end up, you know, coming in and he threw a punch, so he was suspended for a game. Two Michigan players suspended for a game as well. Um, there there wasn't necessarily any any culpability that Chris McIntosh seemed to communicate on behalf of like where he felt like anyone from the Badgers standpoint could have or should have handled, should have handled things any differently through his perception. Did, did that, did McIntosh's statement and his reaction surprise you at all? You know, honestly, it, it didn't um, just again, from the initial reactions that he had from the beginning um, where he was fully backing everything up. And, and I mean, honestly, some of the words that he said too, was that, there's video evidence out there, and it's in Greg's favor. He said that word for word um, in those in that press conference. So, I mean, right away you could tell that Chris McIntosh was fully on board and fully supportive of uh, of Greg Gard, regardless of whatever the evidence kind of showed from there. Um, and and he had it, again. He showed that he had Greg Gard's back uh, no matter what, right from the get go. It was uh, it's an interesting. Uh way to go about it obviously he is the wisconsin ad so no doubt about that uh but yeah, it certainly was a i suppose i'll, I'll call it a one-sided version of, of whether or not there was any culpability but shouldn't be overly surprising mm-hmm. like you said it's it, this is chris mcintosh's sort of first big event that he needs to react to in leading badgers athletics so he certainly he went in he dove in with both feet and he is he is badgers through and through uh do you do you anticipate uh, if if Michigan and Wisconsin end up meeting up in the Big Ten tournament, Juwan Howard would be back in time for that as he's only been suspended for the regular season? And, you know, you, you watch Wisconsin basketball closely. I watch it very closely from my other gig with Big Ten Radio. Uh, the Badgers are a chippy team. Like, you know, you, you probably saw the end of that Indiana game a couple of games ago where you know, that game was hotly contested late. And the, the whole handshake line thing pretty much didn't happen because of how – how he at the end of that game was, and Brad Davison is is known as as one of those types of guys. Do you, how do you anticipate Wisconsin handling the next time they see Michigan, especially if it's just a a few short weeks from now in the Big Ten tournament? Yeah, and even going back to the, what you were mentioning that Indiana win, I'll actually reference because the other thing too is on Sunday. Uh, I mean the the unfortunate sides of it too. On top of the unfortunate event is that this was also supposed to be a big day for Michael Finley with his number getting retired for the Badgers. And he actually said it in a, a pregame press conference with all of us earlier is that his observations of this team, he says that this team is not afraid of the moment. They are never afraid of backing away from the moment. And, and I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, they are a chippy team. As you mentioned, they, they find ways to win. I mean, even a few weeks ago, they, when, um, when they were just in, uh, to be frank, an ugly game against Penn state at home, they still found a way to win. 
And Greg Gard put it that way, where it's defense that won our that won that game, not our offense today. So, I mean, just the way that Greg Gard has kind of put this team together and and how these guys have just bought into it's not going to be this way. It's not going to be Johnny's going to score 30 points. Maybe he has an off night, but we can still win this game. So it's really interesting to see how they just all manage to rally around each other and find ways to get the W. Uh, before I let you run, I'm just curious, man, when you take a video like that, I'm, I'm sure you imagine that it might pick up a little bit of steam. I don't know how frequently you've posted something on Twitter with well over 5 million views, but how quickly did you recognize that this was something a lot of folks are going to be paying attention to when you put it up? You know, I mean, again, I just knew right away that this was going to be something at least big for us uh, locally and, and um, just made sure I, I tried to call everybody at the station and let them know like what the situation was and work through all that. I think um, in the back of my mind, my colleague and I back over here at the station, we realized that that this was already going to be relatively big when we started getting calls from different, for instance, stations in Michigan. Uh, that wanted it. I think we got a call from Detroit. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, once we got it out on Twitter, then the retweets started coming in. And, and the fact that ESPN, all these national outlets started reaching out, that, that, was, that was a pretty wild moment. But I guess to kind of take, take a step back and, and think about it, you know, obviously, you know, appreciative of, you know, the amount of support, appreciative of the amount of people that have been reaching out and, um, and, and saying great work. You know, honestly, it's, it's, a story, obviously, the story is the story, and, and it's bigger than me. I'm just here to do my job at the end of the day, and um, to be a part, a part of something like that. Like I said, it, I am appreciative that people have been reaching out, but you know, just uh, kind of going with the mindset of you know, just doing my job, and uh, that's all I could ask for at the end of the day. Ah, oh, shucks, Pablo, just just out there doing your job. I feel that, man, no doubt. It's uh, <laughs> you know, as much as it's not the type of moment you would like to necessarily be that close to and capture it. You, you, you captured it well. So outstanding work by you, man, and all the best to you in the future. All right. Thank you. That is Pablo Iglesias. He is on Twitter at Pablo Iglesias TV. And uh, like I referenced that footage, if if you saw the footage, which I'm sure a lot of you listening to my voice right now did, of the 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 kerfuffle, the scuffle, the brawl that ensued between the Wolverines and the Badgers on Sunday evening. You likely saw the footage of Pablo Iglesias of WKOW in Madison. When we return, you know, we've gotten uh, plenty of Michigan discussion out of the way. I was starting to ask Studs a little bit earlier about his athleticism. I'm, 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 I'm seeking advice from someone, uh, from an individual of the, the Studzinski variety. I got a question for Studs, and maybe all you can weigh in on as well to help me answer about an athletic endeavor that I am attempting. I've retired multiple times from the sport of football, trying to pick up a new skill and see if Studs can help me out. We'll do that next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, we've covered a lot of topics throughout the show so far and more on the way, but... Feel free to shoot me a text at 312-644-6767. And um, I wonder, we go out to the the text line here. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hit the, te- the text line before I get into this other topic that I had in mind here. Uh, the text zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at RosenHyundai.com. Um so a few things that we covered throughout the night tonight. We talked some Aaron Rodgers. We talked some Bears. We talked some Bulls. Uh, talked some uh, some baseball lockout. Um, now on this topic of the the cleanse, this uh, this cleanse that Aaron Rodgers was talking about earlier, uh, we did have some folks with some corrections on the text line there. Some of the verbiage that was being used. Um, uh, the seven seven three. As I was trying to figure out whether the, the plural of orifice was orphi or orifices. 773 uh, chimed in in the moment and said it is orifices, as did Adam Studzinski. Studz chimed in and, and uh, looked that up, helped me out with that. I just I don't think orifices sounds as, uh, as hoity-toity as orphi. So I think that's the direction I would prefer to go with that. So I'm going to contact the folks from, uh, from Webster's and see if we can make that adjustment. I was also talking about the uh, the HBCU Legacy Bowl earlier in the show and uh some folks on the text line like 708 said uh who was actually listening to the game on Sirius said uh, Aunt loved hearing you call the HBCU Legacy game on XM favorite part was you asking the questions of the analysts uh which were all types of questions you're used to answering on the score. Uh, have a good show. So yeah, I mean because we had a, a three man booth, we had the play by play, we had myself and uh, and coach Fred McNair from Alcorn, there were a lot of moments where, because Coach McNair, he had never called a football game before, so I wanted to you know, keep him in a, a comfortable sort of situation to at least comment on the action there, which at times can be an uncomfortable position if you're just not accustomed to having a microphone close to your mouth and, uh, and delivering dialogue, delivering analysis, breaking things down out there. So, yeah, there was a lot of that type of discussion that I was able to have with Coach McNair being there in the booth. So that was that was a good time, uh, calling the Legacy Bowl and being down in New Orleans. Uh, I didn't get the impression that many folks running the streets of New Orleans, uh, figuratively running the streets, probably roaming the streets would be a, a more accurate word to use. Didn't get the impression a lot of folks roaming the streets of New Orleans were in the midst of a cleanse, as the, uh, the Packers QB has been in the midst of here. Now, for for athletes out there who have things of this ilk in their mind, such as as cleanses, as fitness in general, I am 
you know, I'm at least of the opinion that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue to kind of work towards some some additional health. Been working out a little bit more lately than I had for a little while, which you know ends up. I, I certainly feel good after I do that. One of the versions of working out that I've been doing is I'm not completely sure how to term it. And I don't know how many of you out there are in a similar situation to me. I have constantly described myself throughout the entirety of my life as a man who can't swim because I've never been able to. But in recent weeks, as we, you know, me, my wife, our, our son, we've gone to an indoor swimming pool nearby and my 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 circumstance let's call it with swimming has always been that i tend to sink like a brick because i just i never acquired the skill for and i i suppose many of you listening probably are wondering what i'm going to say is i've never acquired the skill for how to float so many of you listening are probably thinking what kind of skill does it take to float i don't know if i knew i would have acquired it but I don't know how. What I can do, though, what I've pretty frequently been able to do is to maneuver underwater. And basically, as long as there's air in my lungs, I maneuver okay underwater because I sink like a brick and then I can just kind of move around. I can flap my arms and kind of kick my legs aimlessly and eventually I get at least towards the direction I'm trying to go. I can flap my arms to get my head up towards the surface. I just can't stay there if it's water I can't stand up in. So the particular pool that we've been going to, it tops out at like, you know, five and a half feet. So I'm I'm in no danger of drowning anywhere in this pool. So at its shallow end is just over three feet. At its deepest is about five and a half feet. So that is a more than comfortable environment for me to make every attempt I feel like making and expend all kinds of energy to splash around and try to swim. So I can, and this is where uh, not only studs, but we have uh, Tyler Butabar, who is on the who is on the ones and twos for me right now. So I would like a, a collective ruling here. So what I end up doing, fellas, is I've tried freestyle, not happening. I've tried treading water, no dice. Can't do any of those things, but what I can do is inhale a ginormous breath and then I kick off the wall, Olympic style. Like I'm, I'm truly, every time I do this, I picture Michael Phelps in my head with the knowledge that I likely don't look like Michael Phelps as I do it, but we all conjure up these images in our head that I think associate with things we're attempting, especially physical feats, athletic feats. And so for me, as I inhale this giant breath and I put my goggles on because I, now, before I wore contact lenses, when I was a kid, I didn't have any problem opening, opening my eyes underwater. My eyes would be all red and bloodshot and everything. I'd get chlorine in my eyes, but it didn't necessarily bother me that much. When I started wearing contact lenses, of course, this is not advisable with contacts in your eyes to open your eyes underwater. So I got the goggles on. I kick off the wall. I've attempted the whole dolphin kick thing. Not so good at that. That doesn't go very well, but as long as I'm taking some strokes with my arms, I'm not moving very fast, but I do progress. I'm even to the point where underwater, I can get from one end of the pool all the way to the other end. So, Tyler Butabaugh, 
curious for your take. Does this mean I can swim? I would think so. I, th- I would think it means that you can swim because, I mean, going in one end of the pool to the other is a lot better than I can do. Okay. When, I, when I was younger, I'd be able to do it, but ever since uh, I started started smoking, uh, my lungs can't <laughs> my lungs can't handle that much anymore. So you basically you used to be this is this is a good. They should put you on one of these anti smoking campaigns. That's what this should be, as opposed to the people with like a hole in their larynx or the people with like the the voice box that sound all like this when they're talking. It they should just put you in a commercial. Looking, I've never seen you before, but I presume you look normal-ish. And in mind, they should just have you do a quick testimonial. I used to be able to swim until I started smoking. And now basically, if swim. if everyone wants to be able to swim on the other side of the pool, do not smoke. <laughs> now, are you, before you smoked, were you a skilled swimmer? Are you someone who's very comfortable in, like, in the open water and water you can't stand up in? No problems? I, I'm pretty good at swimming basically i'm not the best treader so that's why i just kind of just float on my back and just hope for the best okay all right so and i got a question now so you were talking about not being able to just tread water right so you never like we always i'm i'm in high school our coach for our saturday after a game practice like saturday morning wait wait wait. your coach for what football sorry okay football so we have a game friday night they would bring us in saturday morning make sure we're we're, you know getting up and and moving or whatnot Mm -hmm. and that part of our saturday morning practices be real light we wouldn't even go out on the field we'd do some light lifting and then we'd go in the pool and he would make us tread water for like five minutes (laughs) so you never had to do something like that like we would, he would make us just use our arms for like two minutes, and then just use our legs for like two minutes, and then we would do the full thing for like two minutes. It sucked, especially because we just played a game the night before. Coach, I'm sore. Come on. <laughs> All right. So sounds awful for multiple reasons. Uh, so one, uh, well, okay, enlighten me. What what high school was this at? What where'd you where'd you play? This is at? in Petersburg, Illinois, Porta High School. So this is three A football, and I I Wait, I don't know you where guys you guys had a swimming pool. Oh, we have a our our high school actually had a has a really good pool. Like it's I don't it, it's shocking to me that we have this great of a pool. We had some good decent facilities, but our pool was awesome. You like, said this town is called Petersburg, Petersburg, Illinois. Illinois. It's a town of about twenty three hundred people, and and the high school is what high school? Porta, Porta High School, Porta Blue Jays. Porta High School in Petersburg, Illinois, has a swimming pool, like a full one, not not Olympic size, but you know, a full deep end, like wow. twelve foot twelve foot deep end, and then a shallow end, the whole thing. Now I gotta say, I probably haven't done the the degree of research that I probably should do before I make this proclamation, but I feel like that's a ritzy high school. Any high school I hear that has a <laughs> swimming pool. I, I view that as a ritzy school, but I don't necessarily Trust know me. that I would uh, a town of three hundred people. Thirty two high school excuse that has me, twenty three hundred. Okay, twenty three hundred. The high people. school had four hundred. All right, in the entire high school, not the in your graduating class. Yeah. I, my graduating class was a uh, hundred and eight people, I think. Because when I graduated from Bolingbrook High School, it was we still went to school in what was essentially a matchbox. Like it's now been turned into a middle school. Uh, it's now Brooks Middle School. Uh, but we had about 400 kids in my graduating class. Probably actually had more than 400 kids in my graduating class in high school in a school that is now the size of most elementary schools. So we were not um, 
there was a lot of, of resource and, and revenue and energy that went into the football program. We always had an outstanding football program at BHS, uh, but it was not the most magnificent high school at that time. Now, Bolingbrook High School, they have built a new building. It, it's the, the house that Ant built. They got a, a, just a big, a giant, magnificent high school complex. I still don't think, this is one of the biggest schools in the state of Illinois now, Bolingbrook High School. I still don't believe there's actually a swimming pool. In yeah, I don't, I've never understood like how or why our school has like this nice of a pool because the rest of the school is fine. Like the gym is decent sized. It's got, you know, it's nice, I guess, especially for that level of high Mm. school and it's big enough. It's the gym is big enough that they consistently host like regionals because it's just, it's just big enough. Because it's the only pool in like a hundred and fifty mile radius. I would imagine. Well, yeah, well, no, there's because Springfield is 30 minutes away. Their school. Ah, okay. Okay. We, we, for some reason have this nice swimming pool that's been, you know, been around forever and I get the rest of the school. Like I said, is, is fine, but it's, it's, it, I wouldn't consider our school to have been ritzy. That's for sure. Yeah. Maybe, you know, as far as schools in the area, just because it, as far as the rural community, we were one of the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. So we just had a little bit more money to deal with. Like outside of Petersburg, we were one of the bigger schools. Oh, your 400 person high school. Yes. was One of the bigger hey, ones. Hey man, well, you know, it, there's not outside of Springfield, the immediate like 100 mile radius surrounding Springfield. There's not a lot of big towns there. <laughs> I thought maybe just everybody had to drive to Springfield in that part of the state and everybody just went to the same well, giant it, high school. If you wanted to do anything, you had to go to Springfield. Yes. Okay. There wasn't a whole lot to do in my town. Like, I mean, yeah. like, for instance, Porta is an acronym for the five towns in the area who feed into the... <laughs> The high school. <laughs> really? Yeah. Petersburg, Oakford, Rock Creek, Tallulah, Atterbury. There's wow. fi- just fi- Petersburg's the biggest, of course. And then of course. none of the other towns have more than 100 people. And, and that's like the whole county. And so there's that. one stoplight in the whole county. Like it is the middle of nowhere. But for some reason, high school has this really nice pool. That is quite the fun fact. Porta, acronym for all these five little podunk towns that surround Adam Studzinski. I mean, all right. Well, they got a shout-out on the radio. I'm assuming they probably got an overnight shout-out or two here. But to answer your original question about uh, about any pool workouts uh, at Bolingbrook High School, no, no, no. We, we did not do any pool workouts. If we showed back up for a workout, Silver Fox himself, my old high school coach, Phil Acton, he would have just had us running laps or doing wind sprints or something along those lines to, uh, to test our conditioning and our metal. But, no, there was not a – there was not a swimming pool available. I was talking to to Bernstein about it. I think it was last week when I was on with him. And um, there's the so what used to be the main pool that was in town that was in Bolingbroke when I was a kid was it was it was a wave pool at the time. It was a big public pool, and they would turn on the wave machine and big giant mammoth waves. Let's say they felt at the time like mammoth waves for for me as a as a kid. We first got to Bolingbrook, but they would just sweep folks left and right all over the pool. And me and my older brother, who couldn't swim either, we would go out into the deep end. I mean, you know, to a pool we get as, as deep as 10 feet, and we would just hang on to the side of the wall and just sort of shimmy our way down the wall just so we could kind of, you know, have the thrill of being in water. We couldn't stand up in as the waves crashed left and right. Wasn't the safest uh, idea that we had ever conjured up at that moment. And there were, there were times where the waves got a little too vigorous. 
just a little bit too vicious. So I had to jump on my big brother's back so he could make sure he got me back to, to dry land safely because the waves were doing a bit too much. So we definitely had some of those moments. But no, as a, as a football team, uh, the, the first pool workout I ever did was uh, trying to think. Yeah, it had to be as a college athlete. It had to be before I got to the NFL, I think. Uh, yeah, yep, yep. We definitely did pool workouts at Iowa. I had to, had to reach the recesses of my brain for a bit. But there were some pool workouts for the Hawks. I'd never experienced that in high school. So I got, to, I got Tyler Butabaugh's take on whether or not the description of, of my flailings in the pool meant I could swim. Tyler seems to think yes. Studs, what say you? I think that is a form of swimming. You're in okay. the water and you're going from one end to the next. Is that not swimming? I think that's swimming. I it's mean, impressive. I, I mean, how big is the pool? That's impressive uh, lung strength. So they say they, they've got something on the wall that says one mile equals 44 laps. Now, I'm not completely sure of what they're calling a lap. If that means my impression is down and back is, is counting as a lap. So I don't know if that's if one length of the pool, just like one sprint, if that's half a lap. If that means like in the Olympics, I think it would be like 50 meters or whatever when they do that, that just one length of the pool, that 50 meter sprint. So this seems like it's maybe of a similar. I don't, I don't know. I think it's, it's 120 Olympic feet. Line. So you said 44 laps is a mile. Yeah. So we, I just did 5,280 feet divided by that's a mile divided by 44. It's 120 feet. Okay. So I'll. Is that one? Oh, wait, I, got, I guess the follow up question. Do they say a lap? So that's down and back. So it would actually be 60 feet, 60 feet down. 60, and so a and lap that, that's the thing I'm not feet. clear on. Like, I don't know. And, and maybe maybe text line. You can help me out. I don't know if down and back is considered a lap. Or I think in just general, in general, and swimming down and back is considered a lap from what I've noticed. OK. All right. That works. So then if I can get a half a lap in one breath. I can swim. If if what I'm thinking is 60 feet and you're doing that in one breath, I, that's first of all, I think that's impressive. Well, I've and always also, had great lung capacity. Yeah, the, the, okay. the conditioning and lung capacity end of it, that's not the issue. I'm just trying to I'm trying to surmise here whether or not what I'm doing, like getting down there, because the, the breathing part is the more strenuous thing. The amount of effort I'm putting in to get there, my muscles real like my arms and my legs and everything really aren't even that that tired by the time I get there. It's just I'm out of breath because it is a long time to hold my breath by the time I get there. But the lung capacity is there. I'm just, I'm not completely confident that what I'm doing counts as swimming. I get to the other end of the pool though. It's just, it's definitely not graceful once I, I think, get there. I think it's swimming. I All think, right. I think we can define that as swimming. If, you know, I, if you're going from one end to the next, doesn't matter if mm-hmm. you're holding your breath or not you're going from one end to the next, no one's having to like stop and help you or anything. That's swimming. I think that's swimming. And especially that's a pretty large pool. I mean, I can't even do half of half a lap, and I can still consider I could swim. <laughs> well, you know what? I got two different people saying it counts as swimming. That's enough for me. And, of course, text line lighting up with everybody telling me they, they can teach me to swim and blah, blah. You know what? I've had that for years. I've had so many people who have been lifeguards and people who, you know, taught this person to swim and taught those people to swim. And for whatever reason, the at least again not the the treading water part of things or swimming freestyle my lower body just sinks to the bottom of the pool or in some cases it has sank towards the bottom of the ocean i've been in a few dangerous scenarios with this whole not being able to swim thing uh 
So I don't know, but I'll, I'll take you guys' word for it. Studs, Tyler, you say I can swim. All right, at least in, in water I can stand in. I will take that as me swimming. One segment to go here. We, uh, we have a, a couple other things I want to cover before I get out of here. We will do that next. I appreciate all of the, uh, the engagement that has been there on the text line and beyond. One segment to go here, Anthony Heron on the score. Certainly been a fun night here on the score. Great guests in a variety of topics. A couple more texts in here as they've been reacting to uh, my my travails in the swimming pool and really just trying to trying to determine because part of part of this as as I was referencing, I'm really trying to the wife and I are trying to determine where and when we're going to do some traveling here. Uh, you know, planning to bring the four year old with us and. Just trying to surmise. All right, so is this a tropical destination? If it is, I've never had an issue getting in the ocean uh, in any of these scenarios, regardless of where we've traveled. And I've had some close calls when I have done these things. Uh, with that in mind, I've gotten, you know, as I'm into my 40s now and I got a son and, you know, not that I've ever, uh, I've always valued my existence here on planet Earth, but I don't, I probably don't take as many chances or maybe I'm a little more uneasy in taking chances than I would have been a few years back. But three, uh, 361 area code says you're not alone, brother. As I was uh, describing the struggles in the pool, uh, we got the 815 who says, uh, hey, Big Ant graduated from LaSalle, Peru Township High School, about 1,200 students, 5A football school. We had a pool, great football, and a basketball gym. Well, Y'all had it better than me. That, that wasn't the type of school that we had at Bolenberg High School, at least not when I was going there. But it is, uh, I, I digress on what was available then. They have an absolute palace at this point. Uh, let's see. 630 says, Petersburg having a swimming pool is like Lawrence's High School having a canoeing class. Uh, Loho had a canoeing class, did he? Interesting. By the way, I'm actually going to be in for Lawrence Holmes tomorrow afternoon. Loho has some other responsibilities, so I will be uh, hosting the Lawrence Home Show tomorrow from noon to two, so that as always will be loads of fun. Seven seven three, Ant, you're an athlete, bro. You could, uh, we could get you swimming in an hour lesson. I've, you know, I've never had what I would consider an organized lesson, like in a swim class. But like I referenced, I've had swim instructors try to teach me that skill before, just never quite attained it for whatever reason. It, it didn't stick. It's probably a good way to say it. Uh, use a foam noodle to swim or float on your back, says the 773. Really makes it a whole lot easier. Yes, I mean, flotation devices. I mean, I've I've been on rafts. I've used life vests and life rafts. So, yes, flotation devices, yes, they, they certainly make a huge difference. You're not exactly solving the problem, though, uh, 773, related to just whether or not I actually learned to swim. I haven't given up on it. There was a point in my life where I thought maybe – it was beyond me where I said, maybe I will never, ever swim. But I'm back at a point now where, where I'm thinking, I'm thinking I will. I'm thinking I will be able to. I just need to. We were in the midst of you know, our son taking some swim lessons here. So my thought is once he's getting into what, you know, what might be more like adult swim lessons, things where he's really truly learning the skills of swimming as opposed to just kind of pseudo playtime like he's getting right now, then I, I want to learn alongside him is what my what my goal will end up being here. 
Uh, go for Major League Baseball, according to my guest a little while ago, Bruce Levine, will be to get a deal done essentially by this weekend. And if it's not happening, then opening day will be in jeopardy. So that is a timeline for you folks to keep in mind when you're thinking about whether or not the Cubs and the Sox are going to be getting this thing going on time as it relates to the regular season. And beyond that, thanks to all the other guests that were on the show delivering their content as well. Thanks to Cam Ellis of Odyssey and NBC Sports Chicago. Really had a good time talking to my guy Luke Canellis of Fox 32. Just about everything under the sun. There are so many things that I could have gotten into with Lou that, you know, just a a one-segment interview doesn't allow. Maybe next time I get Lou on the air here, we'll go multiple segments, do a little back-to-back, get into some of his old MJ stories as well. And, of course, Bruce Levine joined me as I referenced. And then Pablo Iglesias, who, you know, I didn't even talk about, like, his Chicago upbringing and everything else. Maybe we'll do this again with Pablo Iglesias at some point. He's the one who shot that great footage of the uh, the fallout, the altercation between Michigan and Wisconsin there on the court. Appreciate his time. And as always, appreciate all you out there listening in, as well as Adam Studzinski. And I don't know if this has been a debut for Tyler Butabaugh or what, but nothing burned down far as I can tell. So appreciation, salutations to them and all of you as well. I'm Anthony Heron. I'll be on the Lawrence Home Show in for Loho tomorrow on Chicago Sports Radio 670 Score. Have a great night, everybody. Do you like stuff? We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.